Hey, babe, welcome to the She Factor podcast, a space where we believe empowered women empower women. We're here to inspire, encourage, and equip you to live your best life and find your purpose. Join me every week as we dish out real-life tips and tricks on all things juicy, inspiring, and educational, but of course, never boring. I'm Tori Ganahl, a millennial woman on my own journey to She, and your host of the She Factor podcast. Grab your favorite cocktail or Starbucks drink and settle in for real, raw, and hilarious conversations as we dive into what makes us as women unstoppable. Super excited to have Andrea on the podcast today. She has just been an integral part of our launch in Chicago. She's actually at our Chicago event last night. Um, It's been so fun getting to work with her and get to know her. We actually finally got to meet in person a couple weeks ago at the Sweat Working Summit by Sweat Life. And when we sat down to chat, we could have literally gone on for hours. (laughs) And we just did basically chat for like 30 minutes before this too. (laughs) Just about life and all the things. Um... But just thinking about the synergy between our efforts and our ideas, how to lift each other's businesses and grow and uh, how to lift other women up as well. So I knew I needed to have her on the podcast to talk more about what she's doing and share her beautiful, beautiful bright light with all of you. So welcome, Andrea, to the podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you, Tori. And wow, that was quite the introduction. I'm very, very humbled to be working with uh, She Factor and have been an integral part of the launch here in Chicago. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. So first of all, let's talk about how you got here and just a little bit more about what you're doing. So you started AYM Consulting in 2019. And basically the overview is you help people create a plan for the next steps in their career and coach them. And there's tons of different parts of what you do. So um, I guess to start off, what did your life look like before this? And, um, you know, we can dive into more of the specifics of what you're doing, I guess, after we, we talk about that. Yeah. So, um, so thank you. So it is actually pronounced aim, like you're aiming oh. at a target. Yeah. So I fun like fact. That. Yeah, I so thought fun, it was just your initials. It is. So fun <laughs> fact, it is my initial. So it's my maiden name and my married name. I got married um, just about a year ago. So it's pronounced aim, like you're aiming at a goal because that's what I help my clients do, aim and achieve their career goals. And that's also why the logo for the company is a target. So fun I fact. love that. <laughs> yeah, so full circle know. there. Yeah. So um, yes, we'll dive into a lot of these different pieces. Um as we go through our conversation, but my life before AIM Consulting was always guiding me to AIM. Um, and I didn't realize that, but I always knew career coaching or some side, some sort of coaching was going to be in my future. Um, so I'll give you a quick background as to my professional career and how I wandered my way into AIM Consulting and creating my company last year. So yeah, I started... Actually, I started my career in my passion and then moved around and came back to that. So I started off in career development. I got my master's in business psychology after completing a bachelor's in psychology as well. Um, and came here to Chicago and launched my career at DePaul University here in Chicago. So DePaul with an L. Um, and I worked in their student employment office, which was closely aligned with their career services office. So that was my first job out of graduate school. And it was not at all what I thought I would be doing. So we'll talk about that later. But I had to pivot immediately um, upon graduation and found myself in a really great career helping students figure out their career path. So that was just my 
my passion. I was doing what I'm doing now, but with students in a career setting. So I honestly only left that position because um, for that point in my life, I needed to be a little bit more financially stable. So then I moved on to healthcare. So I'm a helper by nature. We'll talk about that shortly. So I am a guardian, which is the she factor silhouette that I identify with. Yeah. Which like Tori, so Tori and I both guardians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Many reasons why we get along. Um, But So I had to make that pivot. And that was a really hard decision for me to leave that job because I was surrounded by such great people. Again, it was just a great culmination of all of my skills and passions, but I needed to do something else for a short time. So I found myself in healthcare. I moved on to a um, large healthcare system here in Chicago, Northwestern Hospital, um, Northwestern Medicine, their national um, healthcare system, and did um, many things there that served... um, in terms of my skill sets and what I was good at um, professionally. So I worked in human resources for quite some time, did management, worked in operations, and also did project management. So I'm also trained in project management as well. And so I found myself exploring um, my shoulds. So what I felt like I should be doing and what I felt like I, maybe what my parents wanted me to do, what I felt I should be doing. So I use this term, I was shooting myself, essentially, which a lot of my clients do and a lot of career women do early on is you explore things that you feel pressure to do. Um, good, bad, or indifferent, we all have things that we want to explore. So the early part of my career, most of my career really was exploring those shoulds and then coming back to my passion. So it really was a practice in curation of all of my talents and skills and then merging them together now to form my business of AIM Consulting. So I also want to talk about that in terms of my silhouette. Um, So like I mentioned, I am a guardian. So it's no surprise that I am a career coach that I like to help and Mm -hmm. serve others. Um, But a main component of coaching is not fixing. So as guardians, we tend to like to fix people as well or help those Mm-hmm. or try to fix them rather than help them. But as a coach, I'm definitely not going to fix your problem. I'm going to empower you and enable you to create your decisions and use the tools that you have in front of you to go forward. So that's the guardian piece of me. That's the core. I also actually identify with two other silhouettes. I was on the on the border, actually. Um, so I'm also part queen and also part conqueror. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I talk about like the early part of my career for the last decade, um, being that curation, that practice of my skills and talents, that's kind of how they've culminated. So my guardian piece in terms of the coaching, um, the queen piece, I'm a natural leader and I'm very driven and I'm very good at delegating people to action, which is also the core part of my, my coaching with my clients, which we'll touch on later. And then also as a conqueror, I really like to plan and help people create that plan. Also serving my clients really well in that way. And I love a good challenge. So again, the early part has really just been reflecting and curation of putting all of those great things together to help my clients and serve my clients now. I love that. Um, And I love the connection to the silhouette. I think I've said this before, I think on the podcast, but I think we can find a little bit of ourselves in everyone. You know, I think that as much as we're solely one and that typically doesn't change and we might be bordering one or another. Um, I always think that, you know, there's a little bit in all of that in all of mm-hmm. us, you know, it's just finding, you know, finding your strengths and finding things you're good at and owning those things. But, um, 
you know, realizing that other people might be better at things than you. And I think that you've completely owned that, like, you know, your strength, you know what you're good at. And you've seen that throughout your career of like, this is my passion. This is what I'm good at and what I want to capitalize on. And that's turned into this whole business of yours. So amazing. Um, what an amazing journey that I'm sure that's been for you. Um, and I know it really came at a really crazy time in your life, like right as you were getting married <laughs> and settling down and like, obviously, um, you know, being in healthcare in general is just a crazy yeah. <laughs> experience. But, um, so what did that look like for you? Like what, um, talk about that experience of, you know, making the leap and how that happened in your personal life? Yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, I got lucky that I landed right out of graduate school in my passion job and in my passion career, and then moved away from that to explore the other things that I felt like I should be doing. Um, so I had a wonderful career at Northwestern and learned so much and is a big reason why um, I started my company along with my experience at DePaul. But yes, this this endeavor of creating AIM Consulting came at a very crazy time. I left Northwestern two years prior, so in 2018, and of my own choosing, I had a great career there, was on an upward trajectory, but was really feeling the need to go explore something else. So long story short, I um, went through a period of two years of, after I left Northwestern of feeling really lost. I moved on to a healthcare startup that just was not a good fit for me and then moved on to another healthcare company in the private sector that also both both experiences, unfortunately, were just not a good fit. It was not a good environment. I was not engaged in the work. It ended up being very different experience than what I was explained during the interview process. And so um, probably a couple months before the wedding, I was really feeling that pull to go back into career development and go back into the career coaching area and really go back to my passion. And I'd been contemplating launching a business for a couple of years and just really was hindering myself. Honestly, I was really scared to do it. I was scared to leave the stability of a career and have that path and go down that should. I felt like I should be going down that upward trajectory. And then the decision was actually made for me. So um, actually a week after I got back from our honeymoon, I was laid off from my last position. And it was completely scary and overwhelming. But honestly, the overall feeling was a sense of relief because I felt like I now was being given permission. Um, I do believe in signs and I do believe in fate and destiny. So for me, that was a sign that all of my back and forth for the last two years, um, this was what I needed to do. So I told my lovely, wonderful, supportive husband a week after our honeymoon that I had lost my job and that I was choosing to not go back into a traditional career and that I wanted to talk to him about launching this business. <laughs> so we're very fortunate that it's worked out the way it did. But um, things like this, I find often come at a crazy time in your life. And you often find that you're at a crossroads in multiple sectors mm -hmm. of your life. And um, it's part of what I coach my clients on of really trying to pay attention to the things that you know are important and aligning that with your action to move forward. And I think too, like listening to those signs, I think people can be, I mean, some people believe in it, some people don't. And, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in it, but I think regardless of if you do and you don't, like, I think, um, you know, observing like what's happening in your life and what the universe is telling you to do is so important. And, you know, for you, I'm sure that was a lot more obvious. Like for me also, when I decided to, to leave my last job and 
go work for Sheet Factor. Like there was every sign was telling me to do it. And, um, you know, I think that should is like, you should stay, you should, you know, be, I don't know what the word is, safe and consistent and, Mm -hmm. you know, follow all the steps, but it takes a lot of bravery to step into that. And, but once you do, it's an incredible feeling. So let's dig in more to what you're doing with AIM Consulting and, you know, what's the day-to-day? What are you doing to help people? Um, What does being a career coach mean and really entail? Like, what does all that look like for you? Yeah. So I'd love to dig into that a little bit more. And I also want to touch on later about the difference between coaching and mentoring. Yeah, because often they're used interchangeably and they're both great resources and tools for your career, um, but they're very different purposes. So yeah, so um, I want to make an analogy in terms of talking about career coaching. So there's a lot of different approaches and philosophies and methodologies. And much like dating, it's not a one size fits all just because one thing works for your friend or for your family doesn't mean that's going to work for you. And so coaching is also like that. It's a very personal relationship. And I would encourage everybody who's seeking a coach, um, you know, make sure that you have that rapport and that trust with that person, because that's very important to that relationship. So much like you would go to a personal trainer for, for fitness, you know, you could use a trainer for strength training or power, you know, increase your power or lose weight. Um, the equipment and the tools that they give you might be identical to, what you and I would use. So let's say, Tori, you and I are both going to the same personal trainer and we have the same fitness goal. We might use the same equipment, but the way it's um, utilized for you and your body and your situation, your circumstance and your ability is going to look very different than how those same tools are applied to me. So the same thing is the fact for career coaching. So with my clients, um, while I do talk about traditional, quote unquote, traditional career tools, Um, like networking, interviewing resumes, my focus is really on creating that action plan for the next steps in their career. And much like She Factor, I'm focused on early career women, um, you know, maybe one to two years out of school or college, um, up upwards of 10 years out of school. Um, and I still, I do work with men. So men don't shy away from contacting me if you want to <laughs> learn more, but, um, I'm very aligned in terms of empowering women and my female clients. Um, So, you know, creating that action plan to move them forward. So want to tell that through a story. So I feel like it's something that you're at the She Factor community can relate to. Yeah. So, and I used this on my um, Instagram page yesterday. So if you saw it, I'm sorry for the repetition, but it's a great analogy. So let's say you're shopping for a new pair of shoes. And if you're in a cold weather climate like me here in Chicago, maybe it's a new pair of winter boots. Or if you're in a warm weather climate, maybe it's a new pair of open toe sandals. But you've got a general idea. You've got the style that you want. Maybe you know the color, but that's about it. And you just want the shopping inspiration to hit you as you go out. So you're like, oh, that's what I want. So let's say you go on Amazon, you go on Instagram, maybe go to the store and you're shopping. So you have this general idea, but you're looking for those details and you're waiting for that inspiration to hit you. So as you shop, you're going to get more information and you're going to get more opinions. So you might see different prices. You might see different styles, different colors. And then the target that you're going for, that item that you want, that expands. And so your scope expands. And then the next thing you know, you come home with 20 different pairs of shoes, (laughs) right? And you're like, okay, so now I got to try them all on. And I got to see what they look like. And what do I really need them for? Can I use them in many different circumstances? Or did I just waste my time. And now I have, 
no shoes that I want, wasted this time and energy and budget, and I'm back to where I started. So that exploratory method of shopping often applies when my clients come to work with me in terms of their career. They're shooting out there and they have this wide net that they're casting to look for their next career step. And they have this general idea, but they're not specific. And so all of this other opinion and noise and information comes at them and they get paralyzed and they get stuck and they're spinning their wheels and they're frustrated because they don't know what it is that they're actually going for. Mm -hmm. So if it's a new job, great. But what does that mean? So if we go back to that shopping analogy, if you're shopping for a new job, Does that mean you want to stay in your company? Do you want to go to a new company? Do you want the same level of job? Do you want to level up? Do you want to change industries? So what does that really look like? So my method and my program with my clients is getting really clear and creating that alignment because often we're choosing careers when we're 17, 18, 19 years old and you're oneself then. So the values and the beliefs and the passions and the interests and the skills you have then are naturally going to change and evolve as you have your first couple of jobs. You're going to meet new people. You're going to get more information. You're going to have new experiences. And so my clients are struggling with how to realign those interests and passions and skills with their action. And so that's what my method is, is helping to create that realignment so you can have clear direction to move yourself forward. It's so hard to, you know, make those decisions right away and know exactly Mm -hmm. what you want. And I think that oftentimes, like, we're not given the freedom to, because of those shoulds or because of, you know, our careers or education or whatever it is to just make that decision to, you know, try out new things and explore other areas and get to experience this world in different ways. I feel like that freedom is so important to really explore and find your passion. So like, what do you tell people who are in that place of like not wanting, not knowing what to explore, how to explore, like not in their passion? Like, how do you lead them to find that? Yeah. So great question. That's actually part of um, a flagship program that I offer. It's a six week program of how to create an action plan for the next steps in your career. And the early part of the program is that we spend um, about two weeks of the six weeks digging into that through different assessments and exercises of really figuring out what it is that lights you up. And often just, just like, you know, with fitness or any other tools, we know what we want. We know where we want to go and we're just not sure how to effectively use the tools in our circumstances in the way that's going to really propel us and be to our benefit and focus on how to use that well. So it's a lot of that of drawing out, and that's what coaching is, um, is helping that person and your client draw out their own expertise, their own ability, their own decision-making, because you're it's a structure for long-term change, which I'm getting into kind of the explanation of the difference between coaching and mentoring. Um, and that's what that main difference is, is mentoring is typically advice, Someone's reflecting on their expertise and giving you advice on where they've been, what's worked and what hasn't worked. Where coaching is um, learning. You are helping that person learn long-term behavior. And again, looking at your strengths, your blind spots, your habits, that's going to enable you to get you where you want to be. For all the people out there who are considering or listening to you and saying, hmm, this sounds interesting, but I, you know, I don't really know if it's right for me or if you know, what this looks like, like, what do you tell people 
but the value is in in coaching and like how can it change the tra- trajectory of someone's life or career? Like what have you seen like a certain success story you can tell us or an example of of how that's how that's evolved for you as a coach? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I'll tell my story a little bit here and also a few of my clients as well. Um, but the value of coaching is I really want people to know that um, we all want to be seen and heard. We all, most of us now in this culture, we're so bombarded by information all of the time, social media and other things. And a lot of us are trying to find that authentic self. And that's a word we hear a lot now, you know, the passion, authentic self. Um, and I just want people to know coaching is a way that you can support that for yourself, career coaching. And it's, be having your own personal cheerleader. Think of all of the celebrities or mentors or people that you have in your life that you admire. They haven't gotten to where they are successfully without a team of people helping them. I mean, how many mm-hmm. celebrities have personal chefs and trainers and success coaches? They have people who are behind them and pushing them forward and helping them and helping them work through things. And so I really want people to think of career coaching as part of self-care. You know, you would... You wouldn't drive somewhere without directions right now or go on a trip without doing some sort of research or planning to take out some of the guesswork and to minimize your stress and frustration. So it shouldn't be any different when it comes to your career. There's no reason for you to not get help and expertise from somebody who's been where you are, who has roadmaps, who has structure to help you get there more effectively and really help you do it well. And so it's really a good part of self-care. And I myself have worked with a career coach um, Throughout my career, I have one now. Um, she and I have been working together for about five years. Um, I also have a business coach. I have a social media coach. So um, we all have gifts and talents and there's absolutely no shame in asking for help. It's just like if you were go to a therapist or again, go to a, per- a personal trainer. It's just another part of your life that you need support in. And I'm living my own program. So this was formed out of my experience of changing careers and my guilt and shame of feeling the should of the path I felt like I should go down. I was pre-med um, when I was an undergrad and felt like I should be a doctor. I wanted to help people. I always wanted to help people, but I felt like I should be a physician. And I have a twin sister who is a fabulous physician. So a shout out to Jen. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's also a new mama. So love it. yeah. Um, but I really felt that pressure. And I'm also first generation. So I felt a lot of pressure, not in a bad way for my family to go down a certain path. And so it was really hard for me and that early part of my career, even in college to go to my family and say, you know, this is not right for me. This is not how I'm going to help and serve others. And I need to explore what that looks like. So I really want to encourage people to, to know that you can change your mind. You can successfully pivot your career, explore your career, um, and a coach is a great way to help you support that and and do that for yourself. And a lot of my clients have done that. So long-winded answer, but um, <laughs> it's okay. A couple of my clients, um, yeah, one client right now, she was afraid to go for a higher level position. She wanted to go into management. And she felt like she didn't have the skill set or the acumen to do that. And we just finished the program with her and really excited for her that she's getting interviews now for those higher level positions. And she's talking to companies now to level up, which is huge for her. Um, Another client of mine, he's worked in engineering, software engineer, and he's doubled his salary over the last couple of years of working with me. And really now he's a leader in his company and doing great. So 
there's a lot of different ways that success can look. And I also really want to drive that home to people that please don't be afraid to define career success in a way that's comfortable and exciting for you. And that's also part of that let go of the should framework. Define that for yourself because there is no right way to be successful in your career. It's what you want to do. So going into that, I guess, what is a typical... I know you have your program. I was going to say, what is a typical time frame? Like how... How do you work with these people? Um, how long do you work with them? I know you said like for your male client, like you worked with him for, you've been working with him for a couple of years. So like, what does that typically look like? And um, do you continue that relationship? And what yeah. would a relationship with you look like for somebody who is wanting to do coaching? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I have been coaching, you know, friends, family, clients, off, you know, off and on for a couple of years, even before launching my business formally. So it's always been, an expertise of mine and a passion of mine. Um, so right now there's two main ways that people can work with me. One is through that flagship program I mentioned, uh, the six week program of creating an action plan. So that is designed to be, um, continuous through six weeks. And so it's one-on-one sessions with me along with content that I've created. Um, the other option is one-on-one sessions. And so, um, I do recommend for anybody considering coaching. And if they work with me, I do advise at least three sessions, because much like any other self-care routine, it takes more than one time of doing something to get into that rhythm, get into that mindset, get into that habit. Um, so yeah, that relationship typically looks like anywhere from a couple of sessions over a few weeks to the six-week program, and then working together either continuously or off and on for a couple of months or even a couple of years. So the client I mentioned earlier who's going through or is experiencing interviews for higher level positions, I've been coaching her off and on for five years. And just at different points in her career, she's needed support and we've worked together again. So I never just say goodbye to a client at the end of our relationship together. It's always left open to continue to talk to me and reach back out to me um, whenever you need support again. That's awesome. So I know when we, like when we've talked, we've always, there's always been so much synergy between everything that you're doing and our method of helping women, you know, launch the life they love and find their passion. And, um, Mm -hmm. so I want to dig into that a little bit more, but I guess to begin with, because I know we've touched on your program a little bit, but, um, you know, what, what do you see that as like that synergy and what sparked your interest about she factor and how can people you know, complement everything that you're doing with what we're doing? Yeah. So um, working for most people is how you sustain your life, right? You have to pay your bills. You want to go on vacation. So it's, it's a part of your life that impacts all the other pieces of your life as well. So your ability to travel, your relationship, and, um, you know, a lot of the time too, if you're not in a career that you love, it really impacts your personal life. So your romantic relationship, your friendships, your family. I mean, Troy, you and I have talked about this when you were going through that first pivotal moment of your career, you know, you were stressed out, you were gaining weight, you weren't showing Mm -hmm. up in your life the way you wanted to. So, um, it definitely complements the she factor method in that your career is, um, a touch point in your life that impacts the entire picture of your, of what you're doing. Um, so it really is a lot of synergy there in terms of the support that that lends. And often, like I mentioned, when you're unhappy in your job, or even if you are happy in your job, that 
tends to be a focal point that will then push into your finances, your relationships, your health, how you have time to do all of those things. So it definitely is a great compliment to show um, women and your members of how they can utilize these resources in terms of a career coach that also will positively impact the rest of their life. What do you say to people who are not ready to make that financial investment? Like I know even with She Factor, like we've had a lot of women want to be involved and like they're a little Mm -hmm. bit nervous for when we even charge a very, very small subscription fee. Like I, but I think that there's a value in investing in yourself and investing in that process. And especially I'm sure for you investing in, you know, your future. So what do you say to people who are, you know, in that spot and, um, you know, are struggling to make that commitment? Yeah. And I've I've definitely been there. Um, it's just like anything else in your life. Um, only, you know, when you're ready to do something and I can tell you all day long about the incredible value I've had of working with a career coach, being a career coach myself and seeing the wonderful positive change and trajectory that my clients have had with their career. Um, but you have to be ready because like I mentioned earlier, coaching isn't going to fix the problem for you. It's not an easy, it's not a band-aid solution. You have to do the work and you have to commit. So just like if you're in a relationship or want to lose weight or whatever the case may be, you have to be ready to commit. And to your point, you have to see the value for your for yourself and be ready to invest in yourself. And that's what any form of coaching is and valuing valuing that part of your life and that moment to know that you are open and ready to receive support. And that there's no shame in having that person help you. So it definitely is an investment and a positive investment. And that's something I am very conscious of that my program is meant to be in my services in general are meant to be a long-term solution. I want to be sure that I give clients resources and tools that aren't Band-Aid solutions that are things and they can use going forward at various phases of their career life that they can use again and lean on again. And it's not just a one-time thing. Right. As we talk about future this month, um, what tips, like what are your top tips that you can give women who, you know, might be looking for something more or different in their career, or maybe just, um, you know, are stuck in a rut? Like what is some top tips that you can, you can give some, some people out there? Yeah. So this is also part of my program, but really, and I know we hear this a lot, but really get clear. So like going back to that shopping analogy, there's something that is maybe missing for you or that you want to go for. There's something that's creating a dissonance between your current career situation and where you want to be, which is why maybe you're ready to explore or having questions about where you want to go next. So sit down with yourself. And um, I know a lot of women right now have planners as we're back in vogue, you know, having a planner and writing things out or having journals, gratitude journals sit down with yourself and write it out and get in a space mindset and environmental space where you're quiet and can really give yourself permission to think about all of the things that you would like and get as specific as you can. Because if you're shopping for this new career or the new phase of your career and you don't know what you want, it's going to be much harder to go after it and tackle it. So I think that would be one thing. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think that's even something I've been um, kind of diving into this week, um, actually, like I was really like not in a good mental mental space. And so you 
Like I've been sitting down every day and journaling and working through that and trying to fill my life with more positivity. And it really is like a daily practice. Like you have to like commit to yourself that you're going to really explore that and acknowledge those feelings and like sit with it and, you know, see where it takes you because it's, I mean, I'm still not through it. Like I'm still very much exploring that, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's a practice. Like it takes work. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people just expect it to come or just like think that their life is a certain way because (laughs) it's a certain way. Um, And that's like a tough place to be in. It is. And I will say um, to everyone listening to you, it does. Anything you want that's of value to you is going to take hard work. And there definitely will be times in your life where it will come easier than others. But overall, it's going to take a lot of freaking hard work. And you have to be willing to do the work. And to your point, it's all practice. Anything new that you're doing is new. And you don't know what you don't know. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. And so you need to really give yourself permission to be in the unknown and to let yourself go through that and figure it out. And I will say, I am living proof of that. You guys, I am major type A personality. My friends and my family would tell you that. (laughs) And I had a plan for a plan. Um, And like I mentioned earlier, I came out of graduate school in the time of the recession back in 2008. And so I had to immediately go from plan A, B, C, all the way through the alphabet and really figure out what the heck I was going to do. And that was so unnerving to me to be a planner and to have the path. And then the path just blew up. It was gone. Um, And I was fortunate that I landed in a career development space that I really enjoyed. And it's my passion and what I'm doing now. But you don't know what you're capable of until you put yourself in that position. And if it's an, of your own choosing, then you're empowered to move yourself forward. So I would tell people, please don't be scared to change a path, to take a career step, to figure it out, because it may look like a detour to other people. And it might end up being somewhat of a detour, but that doesn't mean that you can't align yourself back to where your goal is and what you want to do. So that's the biggest thing I would tell people is give yourself that permission to be scared and to push yourself. Because had I not had I not done that and not had been brave enough to not go back to a traditional job, my company never would have happened. And I think that time, like that space right before everything kind of clicks and falls into place is the scariest, like worst (laughs) part of it all. Like, I think that's been a hard space for me to be in this week because I think I'm like, right, I'm so close to a breakthrough. I'm almost there. But (laughs) it's like, you know, that's a a really scary place to be Mm -hmm. in and like not knowing what's next and not knowing what's going to come out on the other side. And like, it's oftentimes I feel like anytime you talk to anyone who's been through this, it's like, it's always that moment right before it's the lowest lowest moment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to, um, to Oprah's, um, super soul podcast yesterday and she had, um, it was an old one. Um, it's a series and the guy was like, yeah, I, literally was in like my darkest moment, like about to commit suicide dark. And that was when my breakthrough happened. Like I woke up the next day and like, I like found enlightenment. It was a little bit traumatic, I'd say, but it's like not a typical scenario where like, you know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and have enlightenment or like be in Mm -hmm. that dark of a place. But I think it shows that, you know, one, everyone is going through something and everyone has their own thing to deal with and their own demons to slay. And oftentimes that presents itself in 
our career search and our career in general and how we progress that and figure out what we want to do with our life because we spend so much time working, like especially today, like, you know, 40 hours of our week is a lot of time. And oftentimes it's more than that, you know? So not doing something you don't love is really tough. Yeah. And I would applaud you for doing the work yourself, Tori, of, you know, digging in and figuring out what it is and to have your breakthrough and get yourself there. And that would be one of the biggest things I would tell my 20 something self and would tell the She Factor community or anybody who's at a career pivotal moment is it is going to be scary. And, I, and I've been there and I'm not saying my, my career changes were not rosy and full of fun and like, oh, I had these wonderful aha moments. No, it took a lot. I was crying a lot and frustrated and mm-hmm. <laughs> calling my mom all the time and wondering what the hell is going to happen. And um, now as an entrepreneur, it's just a whole new version of ambiguity and the unknown. But um, the difference is when you find when you find the intersection of your values and your beliefs and your skill sets professionally, you are willing to go through unknowns. So like what you're saying, Troy, you're willing to fight through that. You can fight through the uncomfortableness because you know something good is going to come out of it. And I know it's not realistic for everybody to leave a nine to five or pursue their passion. And so that's also something I really work with my clients on is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to choose. You can have both. You can still be in a traditional job and support your passion and support your, your side hustle. It doesn't have to be one or the other. I'm... I'm incredibly fortunate and blessed that my intersection of the timing to start my company happened to give me the ability to take a time out from a traditional job and try this full time. So I'm with Same. you for those of you who are, <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are not there, know that I, I feel you on that and um, that's okay. And there's, there's ways that, you know, coaching can support that. What are some other, I, I kind of want to touch on this whole like 40 hour work week, like, overworking, feeling burnt out. Has that come up with any of your clients? And like, how do you help them work through that? Because I think that's a huge problem for especially, you know, this generation is, you know, being overworked or getting burnt out. And I think even in like these companies where it's, you know, unlimited PTO and, (laughs) you know, the the glory of having like free workout classes and breakfast paid for. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's kind of this unspoken rule of like, no, we expect you to work harder because of that. So how do you combat that? That's a great question. And so I'm, I will say, I'll preface that I'm not a burnout expert. There's definitely um, coaches that are, but it 1000% comes up all of the time. Every client I've ever had or potential client that I've talked to, that's part of the stress and the anxiety of trying to figure out their next step is they're burnt out in some way or they're stuck. They don't even know where to start a plan. They have, again, all this noise and don't know what to block out and what to focus on and are so scared of choosing a path. Um, The biggest thing I would say to people, and this is part of the program, is really evaluating your time. We're all very guilty of saying, we're so busy, we're so busy, I don't have time for that. But when you really sit down and look at where you spend your time and how you spend your time... um, you will find that there are ways to take time for yourself and to create boundaries. Um, You know, when you're working in a flexible environment, you have to be even more um, dedicated and focused because no one's Mm -hmm. watching over you. So if you're working remotely, like you and I do, Tori, every day, no one's there telling you, you have a meeting to go to, a phone call to go to. And we're all adults, like, you know, you know, own that you're, you're, you're an autonomous person. You can do that. You don't need 
someone watching over you, but that's definitely can be a double-edged sword for some of my clients because it is, then you don't create the boundaries. So you end up working more. So for the clients that I've had, some of the things that we've worked on is that doing a time inventory of where they're spending their time, how they're spending the day, and then looking at that and how to create um, the boundary or the, the plan of how they can still fit in a good amount of work, but then also create a separation and then go work out or spend time with their family or take that class or that, um, or yeah, take that class or do that thing that's really going to fuel their passion and create that balance with the job they currently have. So again, it's really individual based on the clients that I have, but the process of it, again, looks identical, which is how it applies to them. And I'm Mm -hmm. very big on creating the plan that fits into your life. The other challenge I see so often with my clients is they're taking action and doing things that are busy, but aren't productive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's what that biggest, another big stressor is too, is they're wasting their time. They're going to a networking event or interviewing or doing something and they haven't really sorted out if they've got time for that or if that's what they really want. And so that's another piece of it too, is again, getting clear and then being able to set your boundaries of what you're going to give your attention to. Yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of been, um, I don't know if it's been a, a topic of conversation just in my life, but I feel like in general, I've seen it blasted all over. But um, this idea that busyness is not a good thing, like busyness no. is actually kind of a cop out for, you know, you know, you don't have to be busy. Like you shouldn't be busy. You should be enjoying your life. And, you know, you should be spending those hours of your day working, like really working and being productive. And, you know, the time inventory thing is huge. I did that um, a couple, a month or two ago. And I mean, my, my role has completely changed. I should honestly probably do it again, but <laughs> like making a list of, okay, what do I actually, what am I being asked to accomplish? Then making a list of like, what things do I want to accomplish? So basically what things do I not have to accomplish, but that I want to do, or maybe to go above and beyond mm-hmm. and to literally like sit down and be like, okay, this task will take me approximately one hour. This task will take me five hours. This task will take me 15 minutes. And like mapping that all out was so powerful for me to see, holy cow, like I am spending like eight eight to 10 hours of my week doing something that's so mundane and so mundane and like not worth my time. And I could be spending those 10 hours doing something on that want to do list that will, you know, take me to the next level and that will help me grow. And instead of answering emails, you like literally think about how many hours a week we spend answering emails. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Well, and to that end too, to your point, I'm in for everyone who's listening who resonates with this. And Tori and I have talked about this too. Tori and I are both list makers. And then we can get very caught up in making a list for a list or checking up items on our list. And then you feel productive, Mm -hmm. but it ends up being busy. So um, one of the things I've learned for myself too, because I'm that person, I want to get everything done on my list is just at the end of the day, knowing some days it's just not going to happen. And it's, it's a practice as well of being okay with that and letting that go. And that's so hard. You guys, it's so, so hard for me to do. Um, But starting my business and having to have a whole new way of working, um, I have to let a lot of that go. And I really have to sit down and ask myself, okay, what is my priority? 
What are my goals? And my at the end of the day, I am serving my clients. I'm here to support them. I'm here to encourage them. So that really helps me prioritize. Mm-hmm. And those are the things I, I work on with my clients too. Is at the end of the day, if your goal is to start your own business or to get a new job or whatever the case may be, really evaluate where your time is going to create progress for yourself. Um, and that will help you, not all the time, but that has been a good kind of true north for me lately of what's going to serve that goal and that priority. And then everything else can be put aside for now. Yeah. And giving yourself that permission. And those are, um, so some of the things we just touched on, I just want to highlight really quick are the biggest takeaways and breakthroughs that I hear from my clients routinely is one, the support to have someone guide them through a plan. You know, so many people are not planners and I, I hear you. My husband is not. So we're opposite on that. But knowing where to start and having somebody give you a structure and a roadmap is huge. That's one of the big benefits I hear from my clients in terms of working with me or you know working with a career coach. Um, support. Again, knowing that you're not alone, that we all go through ups and downs and careers are confusing. There's so much information. There's so, much, so many things to sort through. I'm your personal cheerleader. That is one of the biggest biggest benefits of having a career coach or any coach is someone's on your side all the time. They're there to support you. You're not going to be alone in that. And then, um, again, just knowing how to use those resources. There's no, there is no guide for life and how to do your career. So if someone can help you give some insight and give you some direction, that's, that's a huge benefit too. I hear from my clients all the time. Yeah. I think oftentimes we don't even realize like the benefit of that. You know, I think we like talk about going back to kind of sheet factor, like having your SEAL team six, your people who Mm -hmm. like will really hold you accountable and like push you beyond where you think you can go. But having somebody who knows your goals, knows where you're going, but also knows your struggles and knows like the things in your head, like you're, I keep referring back to demons, but like, like that little voice that's telling you like that you're, you know, that you're not ready or that you're not worth it or whatever that is, like that little voice in your head, like having somebody who knows that and understands that is so, so powerful. Like, and having somebody to just be like, yeah, this is what I'm feeling. This is where I'm at. And like having somebody to encourage you and cheer you on and like help you strategize you moving on to the next level is just so, so important. And like, I tell everyone out there, I've worked with multiple coaches, like my mom and I have a coach, Jen, who's been on the the podcast multiple times. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have a social media coach I'm working with and like, I've had mentors throughout and like find people who will keep you on your path and who will be your cheerleader because it's, um, it can be lonely and I know you and yeah. I have talked about this, Andrea, like, especially in owning your own business and, and, you know, on this entrepreneurship journey, like it can be very lonely. And so having somebody who you can be there with and be okay being your very much true authentic self with is super, super crucial. So like invest in, invest in it or just like see that there is so many resources out there, even if you're not ready to invest, like read blogs and follow people like Andrea on Instagram and like, you know, manifest it, like literally manifest it in your life. Yes. A thousand percent. And I think like one final thought, as you said that too, is just give yourself the permission that as you, any goal that you're going for career or otherwise, but obviously I'm focused on career goals. 
let yourself know that, yeah, your coach at times may be the only person who's going to be in your corner. And that's okay. I mean, I'm, again, very fortunate and blessed. I have a wonderful family, an amazing husband, wonderful friends that are here for me. But there are days when no one gets it and no one's going to get it because you are the one doing it. And that is okay. And let yourself be okay with no one else getting it. Your best friend, your partner, your family. That's okay. Just know that when you're on, when you're seeking a goal, it's okay to do that. And that give yourself that permission to just keep going. I'm not saying to be blind to the rest of your life, but you know what distractions are important or what and what what are not important. Um, so be true to that. And that's okay. And it's okay to say no. Ladies, it's okay to say no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's so really good. okay. And there's a nice way to say no. Um, but when you're focused on yourself, don't feel guilty. And that's something I struggle with often is don't feel bad for saying no. Yeah. I think I, from that same podcast I listened to yesterday, it was one of the things I took away from it um, that they talk about is like, you are the only person that can bring yourself happiness. Like yes. it's, you're the only person who does you. You're the only person who knows what you want. Consciously can live your life and it's up to you to find that happiness from within you because it is somewhere, you know, we're naturally born to be, you know, happy creatures. It's in you somewhere deep in there. So <laughs> you got to find it. That's what I'm working through. <laughs> Yay! Um, no, I think all of that is so awesome. And I, I think, like I said, your career is such an important part of your life. And um, I just love everything that you touched on today and how people can really find clarity in that and um, find some some happiness and some passion in their life where maybe they thought they couldn't. So thank you so much for all of that. Um, I need to like do a re-listen to it and take down all the notes and tips and tricks <laughs> that, you, that you put together. Um, well, you and I can have a separate session. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess, is there anything else that you um, want to leave out there before we finish up um, and say to everyone? Or I guess also like where people can find you and engage with you as well? Yeah, just um, I really appreciate um, anyone who's taken the time to listen to this. Um, just know that your career happiness is something that you deserve. And then I would... Um, Myself or any other career coach, I would love, you know, you deserve that support and I want to be there to support you. So reach out to me. I'm an open book and I always love hearing questions and what your career challenges are and how I can support you. So the best way for people to answer your question, Tori, is to reach out to me on Instagram. Um, the handle is my company name. So it's AIM, the A-Y-M underscore consulting. And just know that um, you're not, this doesn't have to be a struggle and that I'm, I'm definitely here to support you. Amazing. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. And I can't wait to hear about everyone's journeys and reflections after hearing this. And hopefully it will give everyone a little bit of insight on their next steps in their career. And everyone awesome. should go work with Andrea. Go through her yes. program. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tori. I appreciate that. All right. Awesome. Looking for more than a weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at The She Factor or head to our website, thesheefactor.com to keep up to date with all the trends on our blog and daily she email. Still want more? Subscribe on our app for access to live events near you, special offers from our brand partners, and lots of exciting tools to help you launch your life. Thanks for listening and see you next week.